Welcome to From Earning to Learning, the podcast where we talk about all things education. I'm your host, Dave Franjosen. Welcome back to another episode of From Earning to Learning. I'm Dave Franjosa. Today I want to talk about cheating. This is an issue that's probably as old as school, and it's a topic that I know teachers have strong feelings about. Cheating comes in many different forms. It could be uh, copying homework or getting hints on a test or something more severe as actually getting a copy of the test or plagiarizing. And as pervasive as this is, there's really no set way that it's addressed. So for some teachers, it depends on the type of, of assignment or how many times this has happened. And other teachers have a zero tolerance policy and look to hold students accountable um, from the first time they, they notice this. And like many things in my career, um, this is one where my thoughts have evolved. And at the end of the day, we're teaching children. We're not teaching them to be historians or mathematicians or writers. We're teaching them to be critical thinkers. You know, we're trying to move them towards independence, and we're really hoping that they become the best versions of themselves. And once I started looking at my job from this perspective, I started to think about cheating a little differently. I now view cheating as a mistake. And I mean, shouldn't we be providing a space where the students can learn from their mistakes and grow? So instead of trying to decide what punishment was going to be handed down when cheating inevitably happened, I became more interested in why students were cheating. So at this point in my career, there's very little cheating that goes on in my course. And I'll get to why I think that is in a minute. Um, But for the past few years, anytime I noticed a student cheating, I'd have a conversation with them. But when I approached them, I wouldn't use the word cheating. So, for instance, if if I noticed that um, two students submitted identical lab reports, um, I'd politely ask them if they knew that I was looking for each student to submit their own. And I would explain to them that even though they did the same thing and their reports would be similar, I'd really like to see their perspective on what was done so I knew how I could best help them improve. So, um, you know, I mean, if I saw them on a test um, and they were asking their neighbor, um, you know, for a little hint, I'd go over to them and I'd ask why they thought they needed extra help on that particular question. And I've had many of these conversations, and I've learned a few things. Um, Some of them are are pretty obvious. Um, You know, they weren't confident about the material, and they didn't want to do poorly. Or a lot of times, they were stressed out and had a lot on their plate, and they really didn't have the time to finish their work, um, but they didn't want to miss the deadline and get that negative consequence of not submitting something. Um, but the one that probably surprised me the most was that some students genuinely didn't understand that what they were doing was considered cheating or plagiarizing. And so these were issues that had to be addressed. So why is cheating no longer really an issue for me? 
I think the biggest reason is shifting away from traditional grades. So removing the pressure to be perfect and replacing each assessment with the most recent evidence has removed the incentive to cheat. So as part of this shift, we prioritize skills over content. And, you know, now our assessments, there's a ton of different ways that you can respond to each prompt. So it kind of makes it hard for them to cheat. But like even beyond that, having the conversations about why we're assessing, you know, what's the importance of incremental improvement over time and the information that we're getting from each one of these assessments, right? So letting them know that we're looking to find how we can best help each student improve. And if we don't see their authentic work, there's no way for us to know what they need. So, Along those lines, we have minimum requirements for credit in the class. You know, because the students know they're not just collecting points. If they have a busy week where, you know, maybe they have a dress rehearsal for the play and three shows that week, or the winter concert is going on, you know, whatever it is, if they feel they need to do anything other than their best individual work at that point in the year, Skip that assignment and give me your best next time. As long as it's the exception and not the rule, and they're completing enough assignments to meet those minimum requirements, there's no negative impact. And of course, relationships play a huge role here. You know, the knowing the students and talking to them about what's going on in their world, it's going to go a long way. Uh, And them trusting that you mean what you say, that there will not be this negative impact if, you know, they don't do their best on this assignment or if they skip it all together. That collaborative environment that values growth and support instead of perfection and punishments has changed the way students interact with me and the course and has moved them away from cheating. Thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing your feedback. For more resources, visit www.reimagineschools.com or reach out to me on Twitter at David Franjosa.